online exploitation. And what is it? Well, I can tell you it's very expansive. It covers a lot of ground, um, as you would expect. And uh, what does this type of exploitation mean? I read several articles and my definition would be using the internet to help exploit a person or group either by advertising or personal interaction, coercion, abuse, uploads or distribution. And when I say expansive, I mean it. It's there's grooming, which uh, refers to someone grooming a child to like lower their inhibitions for in preparation for sexual activity or exploitation of that child. There's cyberbullying, sexting, sextortion, abuse of privacy, sexual abuse. Um, people or groups are using the internet to advertise and distribute sex trafficking, forced labor, domestic slavery, child trafficking. And in a sense, the online exploitation covers all this other trafficking because everything has transformed or transferred into this like digital world now into the internet where detection is a lot harder. And in addition, there are roughly less than two decades of research uh, into online exploitation as compared to the decades of research for the other scenarios, the domestic slavery, sex trafficking, child trafficking, forced labor. So there's not a lot of research and it's ongoing. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's still in its infancy and all across, you know, the world, just because the internet is inherently everywhere, the countries have different ways of dealing with this. Uh, and some of them are better than others. And we will see about that. Uh, later, but uh, it's very difficult to tell when someone is being exploited online because it is a faceless entity and because it's hard to track these people and they're getting more and more sophisticated software to avoid detection. So the problem becomes how to find these people and get the, you know, get the help that they need. And uh, it's hard, even online, when people are selling uh, like sex online for like live shows or something like this, and these places are raided, it's hard to see who's there legally and with you know, under no duress, and who is there who is uh, being sexually exploited. 
So oftentimes, authorities have to go to an establishment several times just, you know, figure out who um, is getting exploited as compared to who is there of their own free will. Um, the the uh, tracing of the victims is getting harder also because oftentimes they might be in a new country and their passports or documents are taken away for quote-unquote safekeeping and so they are in, in pretty much enslaved in this environment and they were tricked like by false advertising online often leaving their own countries to another country and the the groups who exploit these people, they are posting in these countries in their own language of the people who live there, so the native language, and then asking them to come. And so we're getting a lot of these people, like from the Middle East, uh, that are coming here under false apprentices, like getting jobs or education or what have you, and it's it's uh, they're coming here and basically enslaved to do cheap labor or even in uh, the sex industry. And people are very susceptible to this, especially children. Um, and there has been a study in Sweden where uh, dysfunctional, dysfunctional uh, family and uh, a sense of incoherence in their life, a uh, low self-esteem leads to more sexual activity and more risky online behavior. And so these things need to be addressed as, as uh, these, uh, they have EU statistics where, you know, uh, two, like, uh, in five, uh, one in five, people in the EU are under 18 and access to, you know, a, or have access to internet and they are vulnerable. But in the, in the South below the equator, those nations, it goes up to between one third and one half of the, of the population or teenagers and so these measures have to be uh, put in place to protect the kids uh, in the developing worlds, you know, south of the equator, uh, because it's uh, just going to expand a lot more. Now, the practices uh, and the uh, actors, the international field has really come to the uh, side of the fight the children. There's the UN Convention of the Rights of the Child, UNCRC. Uh, it's there's the Global Alliance Against Child Sexual Abuse online, which uh, over 50 countries are a part of. And so there's all these digital safeguards to uh, for the major uh, countries in the world. And other countries obviously are making their own laws to, to safeguard against the uh, online exploitation. 
that is uh has no boundaries and has no like uh they don't care what country and uh and this is what makes it so hard for these uh policies to come to fruition and uh there's also the European online grooming project EOGP which is trying to figure out why uh, teens or underage kids are attracted to these adults who are trying to draw them out for these uh, sexually explicit, explicit uh, encounters. And uh, the, I did have one case story, and it's very recent. It's from uh, Finland. And it's about those, uh, the child pornography ring here. And uh, I thought that even in Finland, you know, the policy is not in place yet for to deal with these kind of things. They have laws for sure, but there's not enough infrastructure yet as far as the social work. I don't feel that... Uh, can address these situations. And when we learned that there was, you know, not that many people in the last 14 years that have been like, uh, for, you know, caught here in Finland or rescued here in Finland for, for trafficking, I, I believe it was less than 50. So there's obviously work to be done because it's happening in, in the Nepalese restaurants, in uh, these... Uh, child pornography rings that are un right under the nose of authorities, and it was huge. And these, uh, you know, massage workers in, in, in all up and down uh, Kalio and whatnot, you know, and there needs to be more of a, I believe, an infrastructure, some kind of uh, programs, a lot more programs to deal with this because it's obviously a big situation here in uh, Finland. My references are uh, let's see real quick Bolger M. Burton P. O'Neill B. and Starkson E. 2017 where policy and practice collide comparing United States, South African and European Union approaches to protecting children online, new media and society 19 parentheses 5 750 to 764 European Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, 24, parentheses 10, 1245 to 1260. And Sarker S, 2015, Use of Technology in Human Trafficking Networks and Sexual Exploitation, a Cross-Sexual Multi-Country Study, Transnational Social Review, 5, parentheses 155 through 68. And Van DB, 2017, 
Online Offending Behavior and Child Victimization, New Findings and Policies, Journal of Sexual Aggression, 23 parentheses 1, 107 to 109.